right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And welcome back, Gavin. Yeah, you know, it's real good to be back from the dead. (laughs) I regret nothing. It was a a solid joke. (laughs) I I saw my line and I went for it. (laughs) We had a seance. We brought him back. If he starts eating your brains, don't worry about it. Brains? Ew. Those things are gross. I like livers. There's no nutrition up here. Yeah. Yeah, I tried Patrick's. It was empty. <laughs> Put a bag on it like they do at the gas stations. <laughs> like, keep moving on. <laughs> just, just go on. Move just, on, zombies. Just, <laughs> no one's that hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, welcome back after the couple weeks off. I know you were out having some fun, enjoying yourself, living life, living life, living the yes. dream. So yes. how bad was the Sunday after your birthday? Night? Oh my sweet Jesus. Uh, <laughs> It was, yeah, there was a, uh, I, I didn't see any more than the four walls of my place. <laughs> and even that looked scary. <laughs> Sometimes it's just the one wall because you're curled up staring at it when you're laid up in the couch. You don't even look at the others. Well, it was almost like uh, that um, uh, that joke from Larry the Cable Guy. He's like, you know, I had a dream last night. I drank the world's largest margarita. I woke up, toilet seat had salt on it. <laughs> Thank God I didn't eat the worm. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for today's yes. episode. That's all we have time for. I'm going to go home and forget I know these two people. And we're out. <laughs> yes. But a couple uh, quick things before we get into the actual name of the episode. As we all know, we're going to continue plugging. Sunscreen Film Festival is coming yes. up end of April, April 27th through the 30th. Um, a lot of the good things going on. We're still waiting to hear, get some more updates. Uh, Doug will be back to join us. Uh, Brian's going to come back on and talk a little bit about that with the marketing plan and stuff. And as things progress, as we get to that point, <clears throat> we'll learn more and we'll let you know more. So it's coming up. Just want to let you guys know. Keep an eye. <laughs> Current events. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> Hi, Justin. And this just in. <laughs> so our topic for today, since... Uh, Gavin has returned. We're going to kick it off to you. What are we talking about today? So, uh, in in uh, honor of Valentine's Day, uh, we did a rom-com episode last year, but yeah. this year we wanted to get focused on the darker side. Go a little bit of forbidden love. <laughs> da, da, da. I can feel your anger growing inside. Join me. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm wearing my Dagobah National Park shirt. Hey, you you you're dang right. <laughs> Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> so we're going to the dark side. So we're talking forbidden, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, anything from um, you know couples getting together that you know never were meant to be together. Mm-hmm. That like you know either society or like their family is standing in between them, or um, you know even just. Uh, We've got one in here where, you know, a guy falls in love with a computer. Hey. (laughs) Love is uh, absolutely blind, and uh, sometimes it transcends uh, species and uh, portable devices. and Age. (laughs) Age. Hey, shut up. (laughs) Well, one you forgot to mention, one factor that may be putting a block on it is actual fate itself. Because it reminds me of that movie you talk about where the guy keeps going back and looping trying to Uh make his... The uh, when we first in, met. Yeah, yeah, when we first met. Oh, yeah. You've talked about that a few times. So it's yeah. like, fate just said, you know what? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Fuck you. <laughs> and, you know, per- personally for me, you know, I, I believe in fate, but I think it's, you know, in my experience, it's been a combination, you know. Fate mm-hmm. gets you to a spot, and then you get to make a choice. But after that, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else bullshit, man. Everything else stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, fate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing me here, you <laughs> ass. <laughs> <laughs> Here specifically in this apartment. In this apartment, <laughs> yes, right <yes>. now. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> There's water in the fridge. <laughs> you got checks mix on hey, the counter. It puts the Joe dirt in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> so when you think of uh, forbidden love type movies, what's one that comes to mind? Well, I'll let uh, I'll let Patrick go yes. first. He said he wanted to lay up for the first one. <laughs> yes, because my internet is the only one at the table not working. <laughs> Uh, the first one that sprung to mind was Brokeback Mountain. Okay. I did see that movie, and, it, you know, two gay lovers in the mountains trying to hide their love from society because, you know, it was taboo from where right. they were. Like, cowboys just don't have sex with other cowboys. That's not the cowboy way. <laughs> um, I've only seen. Uh, Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboy lovers. <laughs> <laughs> and the cowboy themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was the first one, and obviously there's a couple more layups that I'm sure we'll all talk about. But the first one that springs to mind for me is Brokeback Mountain. I wish I could quit you, Jack Twist. Right, yeah. I wish I could just quit you. If I come to find out the things that I don't want to know are true. You know, I don't think that, uh, that that came to mind when Tim McGraw wrote that song, Rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's boots and mud, it's roar of Sunday crowd. It's the guy in his tent. And the, wait, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. You can't judge Tim McGraw. Touche, touche. Yeah. <laughs> he could be living that broke back life. So that's why I could only have last eight life. seconds. <laughs> Wasn't he the one that I said did that horrible movie I talked about? about yeah, shark. That was him. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so about what? <laughs> oh, he wasn't here for it. Yeah. Um, I, I will talk about it at another time. Uh, there's, there's a shark movie I watched a couple weeks uh, ago on my flight back home from oh, work okay. on the plane, and uh, it was it was really bad. You have you have a forbidden love for the movie now? No, I think that should be forbidden from anybody <laughs> seeing it. <laughs> a ju- an actual justified forbidden movie. <laughs> and as I'm explaining the one character, I'm like, this guy is just horrible. And then I looked up the people, and it was Tim McGraw. Because I don't know country singers or what they look like, really. So touche. I was like, oh, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> you got a boat? Yeah. We're going to need a bigger one. Yeah. It was a complete <laughs> rip off of Jaws, dude. Legally wow. distinct from Jaws, though. Wow. <laughs> we'll talk about it again because yeah. I got a lot of anger about it. And there's a lot of, to talk lot of, about, so. a lot of anger about it. You went off yeah. on like 15 we're minute tangent. We're on a day amazing. about love. Yeah. Anger. yeah. <laughs> well, you did say we're going to the dark side. That's so. true. That's true. You know, hate and love are not very far apart. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got other ones like, uh, you know, classics, West Side Story. Yeah, um, yep. West Side Story. Um, you got, I mean, even the classic that's been ad- adapted 400 different ways, Romeo and Juliet. Mm. Just like a Romeo and Juliet. Hot <laughs> sex on the planet just to get you wet. Oh, sorry. Hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, 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 I mean, hey. Uh, <laughs> love, love, not love. forbidden lust. <laughs> <laughs> forbidden lust. <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminds me of uh, of the water boy when she's trying to te- you know show him about his dad. Oh, oh man, you could iron a shirt on his chest. Mm. 
That was lust, not love. Move on. <laughs> well, that's actually could be a considered a forbidden love movie. Yeah, exactly. Because she didn't like Vicky Valentine. She did not like Vicky Valentine. <laughs> and at she all. didn't like him playing football, which is what he loved. <laughs> he did love the foosball. <laughs> I, I like Vicky. She likes me back. And she showed me her boobies, and I liked him too. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like when he's taking his test and she's holding him son, You want me to kill them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Or the cop comes up. He says, "Ah, I was with you from two to four last night. You tell him." <laughs> oh, she's sitting there. He's he's getting ready to get on his uh, his lawnmower, and she's like, "Vicky Valentine, what you doing here?" I, no, I'm just thinking about stealing LT's Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> LT's Porsche. But yeah, that's definitely a that's definitely a forbidden love. She did not want <laughs> girls are the devil, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was the devil. I invented Kathy. electricity. <laughs> that was Kathy Bates, right? From yeah. Misery. Mm-hmm. Yep. She was real good as his mom. Yeah. yeah. She's real good in misery too. She <laughs> broke James Conn's foot. Well, well, you know uh, that could be considered a forbidden love because she was obsessed yeah, with him. Completely and wanted obsessed. to keep him. She was his biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I still remember like the prosthetic foot they used for that scene because it looks like a real foot and then it's just like a rubber thing flapping in the wind. Still hard like, to watch though. Jesus. Oh yeah. yeah even oh. nowadays like that. Wow. That's awful. Ow. 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 <laughs> right? <laughs> he hobbled him. <laughs> oh, oh, what was uh, ba- Basic Instinct? Yeah. <laughs> when you see Sharon Stone's downstairs? Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely forbidden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. You didn't say the magic word. You didn't say the magic word. (laughs) Please, God damn it! (laughs) Yeah, probably the uh, the most watched scene from any movie ever. Yeah, (laughs) so many VHS tapes were like worn out from that one section from all the teenage kids. Pause, rewind, pause. Pause, Trying to get without the static hitting that right spot. (laughs) Yeah, it had that one line that would go down the screen. (laughs) DVDs were invented. Perverts rejoice. Yes, <laughs> you could just, just cut to the screen to the scene. There it is. They just have one DVD with just that scene on. Just that. <laughs> for ninety minutes. Don't, yeah, don't have to fast forward. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's on a uh, loop. It's just like legs open. It's like close, idiocracy. Legs open, ass. Yeah. That's all it was for ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, another one you could think of, kind of a uh, uh, in that in that realm of time frame of movies, was uh, Fatal Attraction. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Definitely fatal attraction. Yeah. Only because he realized, now even though he committed the adultery act too, but Michael Douglas said, no, he can't do this anymore. And I think it was Glenn Close, wasn't it? And Sounds she's right. the one who became psycho. Mm-hmm. She's like, I need your love. I need your love. Your love is lifting me higher. <laughs> As she's boiling the rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can't remember the name of the movie, so maybe you two can, but um, it stars um, the guy you were just talking about. I can't remember. Michael Douglas. Thank you. Michael Douglas. He's a Secret Service agent mm-hmm. who gets um, framed and has to you know, go on the run to solve a mystery and all that fun stuff. But he got framed because he was having an affair with the First Lady. Why did he do that? But, well, they were in love, and okay. they just weren't allowed to. So, I mean, the end of the movie, spoilers for a 20-year-old movie. He clears his name and then he retires from Secret Service to go be with the First Lady because she divorces the husband. I mean, it's an action thriller with a little bit of forbidden love in there. Right. And I cannot remember the name of the movie right now. And it's, I'm trying to place it. 
and I <clears throat> fucking phone. There's another one with Michael Douglas. He's the he's actually the president, hmm. and he oh, yeah. uh, um, he ends up dating. Um, so he's in office, or rather, while he's running for his first term, he becomes a widower. Oh, so was Sigourney Weaver in that? You're thinking of uh, the yeah. Michael uh, Kevin Klein movie. Yeah. Um, this, I can't remember what it's called now either. Where the actual president has a heart attack while having right. an affair, and then Kevin Klein is an impersonator, becomes the real president. And yeah, no, I remember Weaver, he was a look like that was that that was Dave. Dave, yes, Dave. <coughs> and yes. Gordy Weaver was the first lady in that movie. Oh, was she? Okay, yeah. then I'm thinking of some another redhead because I think I know which one you're talking about. Yes, yeah, so because there's the, a scene I remember he he he's talking to the woman. She's like a redhead, and so she's like a lobbyist. Like, yeah, but he's like telling her there's a scene where he's like, you know, aren't you attracted to me or something? And, right. and you know, well, they yeah, have like because, this whole conversation as mm-hmm. to why they shouldn't or why he's trying to convince her that she should be attracted. And Martin Sheen is his chief of staff <clears> and they're sitting there playing pool and he's like, you know, as like he's like, Should I call her? He's like, Well, I don't know. I could sh- slip her a note after gym class if you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a star studded movie because Michael J. Fox was in there too. He was on his staff too. Yep. Um and, uh, and the other guy from Jaws, uh, the scientist. Um, yeah, uh, Richard Dreyfuss. Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah. He was like his his running opponent. And so that was kind of the scandal was he was dating a woman in office. I'm just trying to think of what the name of the movie I was. I know, that's what I'm trying like, to... I, want freaking... to say, I think the, like, the word lady was in there for some reason, but I could be wrong. Let's see if we can find this one. Come on, come on. Not romancing the stone. <laughs> Although that was a good movie. That too. was a very good movie. Not Wall Street. The American President? Yes. There it is. That's the one. <coughs> so, yeah, she's a, she's a lobbyist trying to push for uh, some kind of environmental uh, movement. And he ends up undercutting her on, you know... Basically, basically <laughs> politics here. comes into the, the romance, which is, mm. you know... But the other big thing about it is, you know, that they're sneaking around, kind of. Um, uh, she ends up like staying over the first night, you know. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so it was, uh, it's really weird. And like, so his running mate Richard Dreyfus ends up like using that as an attack on his character mm-hmm. because he's dating a woman while he's in office. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a real piece of garbage for having a personal life. Yeah, how yeah. freaking dare you? Right. I mean, that's one of the things, like, because they're having, like, a political meeting on, you know, how to, you know, run the campaign. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if we attack his character, you know, two years or four years ago when he was first running as a, as a widower, mm-hmm. we would lose because mm-hmm. America, you know, felt sad for him. It's basically like, he's just a, it, insinuating that's how he got elected was, you know, mm-hmm. that was the boost. Yeah. He's like, now he's seeing a girl He's done already slept with her. It's not Christian, you know, like he's yeah. trying to use all this crap to fling mud at him. You ain't Christian. You ain't no Christian right there. <laughs> well, I know I was going to, I said right before we started recording, but, and I'm the one who said, let's not talk about this movie, but I feel I do have to bring it up just because it does fall under it, but I have a reason why I didn't want to talk about it. But, okay. So, uh, you people. What do you mean, you people? That's exactly what that movie what is. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> so it's on Netflix. It's uh, Jonah Hill. 
in there, mm-hmm. and you know, he's basically he's you know, that's the movie I was trying to think of. Yeah, the yeah. white guy, Eddie the, Murphy's the, the dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy's the dad of the girl. He basically falls in love. The movie though is just nothing but an agenda, spoon feeding propaganda to build more hate and more disarray than what actually needs to be. Like the whole movie, it's like they're basically they're trying to get to they all love each other and stuff, and then they meet each other's parents and it's like <clears throat> it's like the two sets of families have never ever interacted with the other race ever. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it seemed mm-hmm. like. Like they knew nothing about black people and cultures. Like it's twenty twenty three because the movie plays to this day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only good thing about it was Eddie Murphy was kind of like old school Eddie Murphy, not like Doctor Doolittle or Nutty Professor. Right. And I get that he was doing it for his kids, but he went back to like harder Eddie Murphy, yeah, like Beverly Hills Cop Eddie Murphy. Yeah, but just just like more like I'd say more like kind of like Harlem Nights and stuff in oh, life, okay. where he's just like a harder type of guy. He's not really trying to be funny. <clears throat> but even then, after that, I mean, it was just. It's just so much like it's thrown in your face as like white people and black people will never get along. And it's like you're actually pushing an agenda trying to purposely separate people in this day and age. Mm-hmm. I get there's still racism out there and there's still separation. But that mm-hmm. that movie was just a nonstop agenda pusher. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it had a good script, but the jokes were not playing out well. They came out. Very like wah 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 because wow. of the theme that was behind right. it. Right. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> and but they were kind of like forbidden love. So the families, the Eddie Murphy is trying to do everything he can to get Joan Hill out of her mm. life. Like basically mm. just just messing with him all the time and just constantly putting him in bad situations right. and stuff. Like he goes takes him into like the hood in in L.A. or wherever they're at and to a barber shop and. He's like, you know, should I wear the sweater? You know, blah, blah, blah. And he's got a red sweater on. We bring, basically brings him into, like, a place where, like, gangs hang out. <clears throat> and he purposely knew that that color was not going to be good for him to wear. Ah. Like, just stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. pushes him into different situations right, right, right. and scenarios. But So I just wanted to get that off my chest. I purposely, I personally did not like it because of that. Other, If it didn't have any of that kind of bad mm. Um, mm. misdirection of, like, what they're trying to say. I think the person had a good message. They just didn't deliver it in the right execution. way. Oh, yeah. horrible execution! Gotcha. <clears throat> that that takes me to another one that's like that. It's uh, it's guess who? Uh, oh yeah. And so that's Ashton Kutcher and Zoe Saldana. Hmm. And so uh, Bernie Mac is is the father, and they're going. They're essentially going back. Uh, he's gonna. He's meeting her parents for the first time because they've been living together. They're they're about to get married. It's their twenty uh, fifth anniversary for that weekend. So they're like doing a big party and they were going to announce their engagement at that party. Well, just before, uh, and, and you don't, uh, spoiler alert for the, for the movie, <laughs> um, Ashton Kutcher ends up quitting his job at the very beginning. You don't understand why, uh, but at the very end of it, it gets revealed because his boss was, was very racist and he said, you know, he told him not to go down and <clears throat> he basically told him not to marry Zoe Zaldana. Oh, <clears throat> Essentially, because she was black. Better not do it. <laughs> Don't you go down there and marry that black girl. Um, so he ends up quitting his job, and his boss, like throughout the movie, mm-hmm. starts basically blackballing him. He was in finance, mm-hmm. so he like starts launching an investigation with the SEC and all this, like making it so he can't go to any other. He can't get a job anywhere else in the field. So, oh wow! Um, but uh, but 
Bernie Mac is exactly like Eddie Murphy in that's in this movie where he he gets there and, and Zoe Zaldana hasn't told anyone that that uh, Ashton Kutcher's white. It's like this is Simon, and so like they get there and and the, and the cab driver was uh, was black, and he gets he gets out of the cab. And he's like, "So you taking care of my daughter, big man?" And he's like, and the cab driver just starts looking at her. He goes. I mean, I'm not, but I'm pretty sure I can. <laughs> <laughs> and so Ashton Kutcher's carrying all the bags up to the door. He's like, yeah, my man, go ahead. Put uh, put the doors up at, you know, just take it inside the front door. Here's a 20. <laughs> and they're like, um, da- uh, uh, Dad, he's like, what are you doing, man? Will you play sports? And like, he's just sitting there chatting up the cab driver. And he's like, like Dad, this is Simon. And he looks back at the cab driver and he's like, well, who are you? Oh, I, that's my cab, but uh, I'll take care of your daughter. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Give me back my money. So, like, throughout the whole movie, he keeps throwing Ashton Kutcher and, and shit like that. Like, as soon as they get there, they go to a hotel, and they're standing in line. The guy asks for him to take his bags. He's like, he's like, no, no, I, I got it. He's like, he's like what? You want to you wanna trust a man with your bags? You know, uh, uh, I can't remember her character's name. He's like, uh, so-and-so's granddaddy was a bagman for, for 40 years. The honest profession. He's like, hey, man, uh, you want to come take my bag? He's like, oh, you want him to take your bag now? What's he, your slave? What's, <laughs> he, he a little personal bellhop? He's like, and the guy comes over. He's like, sir, do you want me to take your bag? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> 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 but he keeps put, pushing it like that, you know, through the whole movie. And it's uh, it's funny. Enough, so they finally, you know, end up clicking at the end. They have they all, all get in this big fight. Mm. And they Bernie Mac ends up figuring out, like, why he actually quit his job because that was kind of the lie like he hadn't told Zoe Zaldana mm-hmm. and that's what she found out about that he ended up quitting his job and not or or you know he didn't get he's like I didn't get fired I quit my job and she's like why didn't you tell me that like it's mm-hmm. a that's a big thing and he couldn't he couldn't tell her that because mm-hmm. you know he didn't want her to feel bad like you know mm-hmm. as to reason why and even Bernie Mac at the end he was like hey man look what you did was noble it took a lot of guts, and it was stupid. <laughs> Classic Bernie Mac. Yep, man, I miss him so much. He's sitting there, and he's talking to him like a, you know, he's asking him. He's like, "Hey, man, how do you do twenty five years of marriage?" He says, "It's very hard. Says, a lot of patience." He said, "Just remember, she's always right." He's like, "What? Like, he's do you love her? Well, yeah, then she's always right." <laughs> If you're smart, man, you know she's yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. That's what they say. That's what they say. Ain't you know, always the truth, but uh... yeah. <laughs> um, another forbidden love movie that I thought of was The Birdcage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was. It wasn't forbidden for Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. You know, they owned the the gay cabaret club. And yeah. They were pretty well known on Miami South Beach, but. Um, with Gene Hackman coming into town, it, mm-hmm. it suddenly became forbidden. As he was, was he a governor or a senator? One like, senator or congressman, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, he was. It, they just found out that there was another scandal, I believe, like mm-hmm. with another senator or congressman. Yeah, right. something like his Some, name was attached to a bill, and then that guy yeah. got arrested for sleeping with the tranny hooker. Oh or yeah, something yeah. Like that. <laughs> and they're like, I can't. Your little thing just keep like surprising me. <laughs> well, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> So you have a little thing? I'm always full of surprises. Well, uh, every time that little thing goes... (laughs) (laughs) Just... Do you want to switch chairs, Patrick? All right, it's it's 11-11 right now. It goes off about every 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen The Birdcage once. 
And every time, now that I've seen the movie, I, the only scene that I can remember and I love so much is when Nathan Lane comes out in the suit and they're all very impressed and he sits down and he has the stockings on. Robin Williams and the son just sit there quiet. And Nathan Lane just quietly gets up and goes back into the <laughs> closet to get dressed. Which, now that I said that out loud, is probably a giant metaphor for that movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just I freaking love Hank Azaria. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he falls down whenever he wears shoes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they not wear shoes. They make me fall down. They make me fall down. <laughs> it's my it's my wantamilaness. Your what? My natural heat. That <laughs> scene <laughs> <laughs> when he's dead, he's got like the the cut off jean short shorts, mm-hmm. and he's like, he works hard for money. And he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. like <laughs> I even, actually, you know what? I enjoy that movie. I, I think do that's too. All, I think hilarious. That's hilarious. I didn't see it until I was 36, but it, it was hilarious. Well, it's right, right after Jaws. Well, <laughs> saw that first, at least. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, you know, fighting. Yeah. Uh, that's just, the that's the key for the movie, is the two of them. Robin Williams showing Nathan Lane how to act like a man's yes. man. Like yeah. how to walk and right. how to eat and stuff. Because he, <laughs> Nathan Lane has... He puts one hand on his chest, basically, and the other hand is kind of fl- frilled out. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he sounded, when he does the walk, and he's, he adjusts him a little bit, and he's like, think John Wayne. Yeah. And then and he walks, and he's like, no good. And he's like, no, it's perfect. I just didn't realize John Wayne walked that way. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to put the, the jelly or the butter on her. He's like, men smear. Yeah. You don't dab, we smear. <laughs> Nathan's lane so like scream whenever he gets fucking hurt or shot. So he's like high pitch, like ah. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to watch that movie this weekend. Oh yes, I do like that movie. Oh, the Birdcage. <laughs> well, if you think about it, <clears throat> as we're talking about this stuff, I'm like, you know what? Disney, old school Disney, has a lot of like the theme of forbidden love. I mean, think like Lady and the Tramp, Cinderella, yeah, yeah <clears throat> Aladdin. Definitely. I mean, oh, it's always like the, Aladdin, you know, yeah. it's always like the ones like, you, you know, you're a poor person, so you, mm. you're in love with the princess or whatever. You know, there's multiple stories throughout Disney. Like, I'm talking like old, old yeah, yeah, Disney. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen The it, Little Mermaid. The, the Princess I mean, and the Frog. I, <clears throat> yeah, Princess mm-hmm. and the Frog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Little Mermaid, that's a good one. I mean, they all, they're always, like, that seems to be their theme. Yeah, but they're also based off of, like, ancient, like, German folk tales that are not yeah. so nice. Like, the Disneyfied version is wildly watered down compared to what it was well yeah but <laughs> well, like i think in the original cinderella like the stepsisters to fit into the glass shoe cut off their toes so the glass slipper just fills with blood oh well oh, what and about like sleeping beauty she becomes a brute out the prince never wakes her up he just keeps knocking her up huh. think about like beauty and the beast too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and in the original one in that one the beast kills her straight up there's a comedian. I looked up all of these. They are so <coughs> fucked up. Oh my There's God. a comedian that was did, did a bit about Disney, and he's like, <clears throat> I can't remember his name, Bo, Bo Burnham or something. He's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. comedian. He's actually about to be in the new movie. Is he? Yeah. Someone sent me the trailer. He did a bit about it. He's like, you know, it's like, you know, we got to teach the young girls the princess fairy tales. He's like, you know, like Cinderella. It doesn't matter where you come from or what or what you do, as long as you're incredibly hot. It's like <laughs> Sleeping Beauty, which encourages... Like his date rape? (laughs) (laughs) He's not wrong. (laughs) Well, hell, um, even uh, Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith, Forbidden Love. 
Yes. I mean, yeah, Anakin. And Anakin Padme. was definitely not supposed to be with Padme. No. No definitely, attachment. <laughs> definitely wasn't supposed to have two kids with her. Did you see that meme about that? It's it's a uh, it's Anakin and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Mace Windu, and he's talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and like, the one is like Mace about to kill yeah. the Emperor. He's like, no, we can't. It's not the Jedi way. And and uh, he says to him, he's like, all right, listen. You let me break code this time, and I'll let you break a code one time. And then he's like, "All right, well, how, can you can you allow me to um, uh, publicly marry Princess Amidala, and then make sure she gets the proper health care so our kids can be delivered to be, uh, properly?" And he's like, "That is suspiciously specific, but okay." <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna have to do it. <laughs> I just saw that one the other day. I have not seen that. It's amazing. Suspiciously specific, but okay, let's do it. (laughs) Yes, that made me laugh very hard. I like it. (laughs) Oh, lordy. Um, uh, One of the ones I was thinking of, this is kind of like more lighthearted or fun. It's like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Not so much forbidden by, let's say, the parents, but more about the community. In general. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, because the, the girl in town does fall in love with him, right? She like, does. I, I saw it when I was a kid. I yeah, but it was Anthony ever. Michael Hall that didn't like it because he was dating her and, you know, guys just technically get mad when you go Anthony after their girlfriend. Hall, that's Dexter, isn't it? <clears throat> no, that's Michael C. Hall. Oh, okay. Dexter. Anthony Michael Hall is uh, weird science. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Breakfast okay. Club guy. Sorry. Right. <laughs> it's Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe I'm born in the 80s, but I'm not a product of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. He's an asshole. You know, anybody wear a hat like that, you know what's an asshole. <laughs> You're right. Well, For the that's record. That's halfway up my ass, but other than that, I'm perfect. <laughs> he, he doesn't even have a license, Lisa. Yeah, he's right, Lisa. I don't have a license. That's that's also some forbidden love. Like, they... I mean, forbidden in the sense of she technically really didn't exist. Yeah. Like, they created her. Yeah. <laughs> And for the record, for the folks who can't see you, I'm just wearing my Miami Dolphins hat. It doesn't make me an asshole. It just makes me a long-time loser. <laughs> they didn't do that bad he, this season. No, they made it to the playoffs this year. He bought the hat the last time they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't even think I was alive the last time they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he said he was born in the 80s, not a product, remember? Oh, I think it was like 1970-something. Touche. Laces out. Laces <laughs> out. <laughs> You gonna eat more gummies? No, I don't, Dan. I appreciate it if you stayed out of my personal business. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest Miami Dolphins documentary film ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Come here, Snowflake. I got a little snack for you. <laughs> I remember you you brought up one earlier. Meet Joe Black. Yeah, we were offline and. <laughs> I'd say that definitely falls under the category because it's literally death. Absolutely, and I don't remember I too to much of it because everyone says it's a good one. It's, it's, it's a very good. good movie. Yeah, it's Anthony Hopkins and um, Brad, Pitt. Brad Pitt is he plays death, and I can't remember what it is he's coming to. Well, well what happened is is there's Brad Pitt's a regular person at the beginning of the movie. He's mm-hmm. walking outside in the background. He gets hit by a car and dies. Well, death takes his body over to go meet. Uh, Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. character, who's a, a rich, well-to-do guy. He's got this big business. I can't remember what he does exactly, but the family's all involved with it. Like his daughters are all mm-hmm. involved, and uh, so Death comes to find him, and he's basically he wants a little more time. Like I think he's gonna have a heart attack or something. Okay, and he's coming for him like right then and there. But Anthony Hopkins somehow talks him into letting him mm-hmm. stick around for a bit. But he, as Death in, in a human body. He starts experiencing things, so he wants to experience everything, like eating. Uh, he's like, all right, food. fine. You get a week because I want to live life. Yeah. It's, it's basically a very similar point to that to how it happens, and he ends up interacting. What it is is 
all these people are wondering what he's doing around him because he's basically influencing them, talking about like, hey, you got to do this, prepare for this. And, and Anthony Hopkins realizing that death is now approaching, he's trying to do good things. And, you know, he's making big changes in his company. And yeah. some of the family member, like I think the one daughter's husband or something, is kind of in charge of some stuff. So he's trying to override him or figure mm -hmm. out why. And so Joe's with him all the time. And he's like, oh, this is my my uh, business consultant. Yeah, he's something. basically shadowing him everywhere <clears throat> he goes. Oh, and okay. he's like, yeah, he's my, you know, he's going to be working with me. My and so they all, yeah. <laughs> so they all, the whole family and all the business people think that he's like, uh, you know, uh, just basically trying to change his mind on things mm -hmm. and they don't like it. Thinks so. he's trying to take over the business and run it uh, completely yeah. a different way. Yeah. yeah. So they're getting pissed Was off. Son in law trying to kill death. No, no, and, and then as here they're staying around, um, he ends up hanging around his daughter, hmm. and he ends up falling in love with his daughter. So, like, really, death falls in hmm. love with her. She falls in love with him, but she doesn't know he's death. And then I remember, like, towards the end, what was it? He ended up being a. Uh, I can't remember. They said, "Who are you really?" Blah blah blah. Like people trying to confront him. And he's like, uh, you know, I work for the IRS because he's about the dad's about to tell them all. Oh, he's yeah. trying to explain to them what's going on because he's about to die. I think he's having his birthday party, mm -hmm. and he was, and he's like, I'll, I'll take care of this. And Brad Pitt as death, he's like, uh, you know, I'm I'm with the IRS. I'm you know, I'm a, a tax whatever mm -hmm. fraud investigator. Blah blah blah. So everybody like gets freaked out about it and all this shit. And he's like, <laughs> they all leave. And I remember Anthony Hopkins looks at him. He's like, IRS. He's like. Death and taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot to the movie about it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very good. And it's just him. like, And the father realizes that he's starting to fall in love with his daughter. He's like, you can't do this. Yeah. He's like, you know, because I think he asks him how he's able to be in that body. I think he tells him the guy died. Mm -hmm. He took it over, which I don't believe technically they're supposed to do. Yeah. He just did it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> So yeah, but a lot of good stuff in it. So nice. Um, a movie I thought of, uh, Lolita. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I've only seen about half the movie, just because it was super messed up. The the, the girl. I'm saying the word girl because I don't even think she's above eighteen in the movie. Um, just was um, his stepdaughter i believe like the mom like he's a widower like um it was the mom's daughter and the mom died and now they were living together and then at like the end of the first act um the girl once again i'm saying girl because she's like 15 i think just starts going down on him like that that's happening i'm wildly uncomfortable and then they just started sleeping together like that's why and i cannot remember the name of the the main actor I yeah. wanted to say Billy when, Bob when you, Thornton. When you but, said that, I thought of a, I thought it was a different movie, and it was definitely not what <laughs> the movie you're talking about. <laughs> no, I remember there. I remember the book on that, and it's mm. uh, it's there goes into a lot more detail in the book. Oh, oh really? Oh, I bet. <clears throat> like, if you thought you felt uncomfortable watching it, imagine what is going on in your head as you're imagining the imagery of what you're mm. reading. That's very specific. <laughs> That's suspiciously specific. <laughs> not very suspicious. <laughs> Um, so okay, so you're thinking me and you were say, thinking of the same movie. Yeah. Gavin was thinking of something else. I, yeah, I have. I, I, I don't want to go there. I've yeah. never seen this. No, <laughs> it's wildly uncomfortable movie, especially when she the first time you see her just get down her knees and he just like leans back and his eyes roll back in the head like you like we're not showing it, but you know what's yeah. happening. Like, she's right. 15. I don't want to know what's happening. Oh, and it also takes place in like the late <laughs> 60s, I think. 
something like that. <clears throat> I don't remember the time frame. Yeah. But. I think it was made in the 90s, but it definitely didn't take place in the 90s. Mm. Kind of reminds me of the, uh, what is it, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Like, mm. half that, I just couldn't even, nah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> well, the one I, I was talking about offline that's not a lot of people heard of is Heroin Maud. <clears throat> and that's a similar story. It's, I think it was made in the 60s or 70s. Mm. And uh, it's about this kid. He's like, you know, his family of, you know, he's well-to-do kid and stuff. And he's, you know, going through boarding school. But he's kind of gifted and stuff. But he's just, he's bored with everything in life. <clears throat> but he's only, he's a teenager. <clears throat> so he's just basically spoiled. That's another way of saying that. Yeah. And he's just trying to figure out life. And he ends up meeting Maud who is this eccentric old lady who's probably in her 70s or 80s. <laughs> and she's just like some wild, carefree person. She's got a lot of money, but <clears throat> like she'll just go do donuts in a car and stuff. And so he ends up enjoying time with her a little too much because the two of them end up starting sleeping together. Mm-hmm. So you got like a 15, 16-year-old kid with a 70 or 80-year-old something woman. <clears throat> and he ends up falling in love with her, and she ends up wanting to die and trying to kill herself because um, she's just ready for life to be over and he finds out because she's like you know you got to find joy and do something else blah 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 but there's a great line in the movie where he walks in and she's you can't they can't he can't find her and he's like where, where's my old lady <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very uh yeah it can be uncomfortable to watch so. yeah well, I have one that's <clears throat> back to the lightheartedness. Uh, hey, you wanted to go dark. You wanted to talk about Forbidden <laughs> Love, so I, that's, I brought in the 15-year-old movie. Ugh. Killing me. Guys are killing me, man. Um, <laughs> These are AAA movies that were made and put in theaters. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name of it. I don't... Um, I think it's Summer Catch. Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Biel. Mm-hmm. And so Freddie Prince Jr. It's, it's in this small uh, Rhode Island town. And Freddie Prince Jr. is, um, he's a minor league baseball player. And so, like, he, you know, washed out of college and everything. Um, and Jessica Biel is one, part of one of the very prominent families in the in the town. <clears throat> one of, like, you know, ten. Again, it's like <laughs> a small town. So she they end up falling in love with each other, and he is, like, the gardener for her uh, her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so like his dad, his dad runs the company. Like they, that's what they do is like they do lawn and mm. you know pick up leaves and, and bring in mulch and stuff like that. So it was definitely not her dad. Absolutely, completely hated it and did everything he could to push you know push him away. <clears throat> but so they end up you know actually getting together. And uh, but the cool thing is like throughout the whole movie, there's a whole lot of like. The, the kind of forbidden love that's that's through there. Um, the lady from um, um, the vacation movies, the wife. Uh, uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Beverly D'Angelo. She plays a, uh, she's like called the inspiration. <clears throat> <clears throat> so she takes young ball players and helps them, I'm using <laughs> air quotes, helps them find their game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I can't remember his, the actor's name. He was, he's the guy that played Fez in that 70s show. Yeah, I don't okay. know his actual name, um, but he's he's a shortstop <clears throat> on the team, and he's like having trouble, um, like you know, with, with fielding and stuff. He's like, you know, he gets nervous out there. So he goes to her, and they say, you know, go see so and so. You know, she'll uh, 
she'll give you the inspiration. <laughs> so he goes there and she ends up like helping herself with a cucumber. Oh. Hmm. Um, and so, oh man, what's the other guy's name that's always with Freddie Prince Jr. in all those movies? Harrison um, Ford. Uh, no. He, he played, <laughs> he played no. Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, uh, God, I never remember his name, but he was in Scream and he was like... Matt Lillard. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Matt yeah, Lillard. Matthew Matt Lillard. Lillard. Yep. Yeah. Um, so he's the catcher on the team and he was going to see her so that... Because he wasn't hitting very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so as Fez is, is explaining the story about what happens with the cucumber, you can just see his face start looking real, real, like, pale. <laughs> and they're like, dude, what's the matter? It's like, I went over there later today. She made me a cucumber sandwich. (laughs) 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 Then there's there's another guy on the team who they they like they give him crap because he's always seen around very very big girls. Mm -hmm. So finally, at the end, like towards the end of the movie, he gets up and he's like, "All right, that's it, guys. I want to tell you, I love." Big women. I'm not talking about rope. I'm talking about rotund, big Bahama mamas, back fat, swat, sweat going everywhere. I want. I like big women, and they like me. You got a problem with that? And then they, everybody just starts high fiving him. Matt Lillard had a line in there about it. He's like, "I'm just worried about you, man. One one of these days, one of these girls is gonna roll over and squash you dead." <laughs> But yeah, that's a funny forbidden love story. Well, I mean, I could stick to funny too. Like you brought up weird science earlier, and how there's a theme of forbidden. It's a uh, a lot of John Hughes stuff has that, like sixteen candles. Yeah. Oh wait, not sixteen candles. No, I'm sorry, uh, wrong uh, one. Uh, the pretty and pink. Club. Pretty and pink. Pretty pink. Yeah. Breakfast Club. I was gonna say, but pretty and pink. It was not so Basically much forbidden. Any Molly Ringwald movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's only because it wasn't so much forbidden by the like the families, but it's more like the class system in schools. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because in Pretty and Pink, you know, he was the rich kid, right, and she was the poor girl, and it was mm. more uh, James Spader's character in it that was like the Seth. The asshole. Yeah. He's like, hey, how long are you really going to keep this girl around for, man? Right. He's like, you know, you, you know, she doesn't have money. She doesn't have the family. Well, the, the, then yeah. it rips off <laughs> um, Not Another Teen Movie, and she's all that, like, the ugly girl that they make beautify, but the rich, good-looking kid, they're, like, mm-hmm. they're shitting on her the entire time. Like, yeah. oh, I actually love you. And then at the end of the movie, like, what? No, fuck you. Well, Molly Ringwald <laughs> was actually in Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah, yeah, she was the um, very end. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, flight attendant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the really, counter later. <laughs> really, he's using a line. It's <laughs> <clears throat> Sony said that to me in an '80s movie. Yeah. It worked. Yeah, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> <laughs> but they did that in uh, like uh, Breakfast Club too. It was more like when they're all trying to when they all become kind of friends and yeah. they're like, so when we go back to school on Monday, you know, are we going to talk to each other? And like, no, no, you know, we're not going to speak to each other. We're not going to look at each other, and you know. So it's more of like a class system, like forbidden to hmm. interact socially, like her and Bender. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Not the robot from... from no, 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 no. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of immediately. Yeah, I was trying to like... It was a st- I could see what? the wheels turning. It was a stellar Christmas at the Bender house that year. <laughs> Smoke him up, Johnny. <laughs> What's that look like to you? Looks about the size of a cigar, doesn't it? <laughs> See, that's what we get in the Bender house when we spill paint in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a chill household. <laughs> super. Yes. Super chill. 
but yeah, so I mean, there, there's John Hughes definitely kept on those themes for a while. Um, I, I, there's so many others I could probably name. I, what's the other one? Uh, uh, Can't Buy Me Love. It's not a John Hughes film, but that's another one. Yeah. He's the lawn boy. One one that's kind of along the lines of um, <clears throat> Meet Joe Black is uh, City of Angels. Yep. <clears throat> Don't yep. know it. So yeah, he told us all about it that one time. It's it's. This is episode 70-something. I've heard a lot about yeah. a lot of movies. <laughs> so it's Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan. In it, uh, Nicolas Cage plays kind of like the Angel of Death. Mm-hmm. So he, she is a, uh, she's like in the ER or like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the ER ward of like a hospital or like terminal victim or, or like, you know, the terminal cases go to her wing or whatnot. So he ends up being the one, the face that takes them and guides the soul to heaven. Well, somehow he walks the halls and she can see him. Oh. Like she catches glimpses of him. And like, you know, they like catch glimpses of each other. Like he starts getting feelings for her, but he can't really, he can't really feel because he's like, he's, he's an angel. He's like on a, essentially on a different plane. So he ends up giving it up. Uh, giving it up and walking away and he falls mm. so he falls right down into the, the ocean there in, there in LA and he finds her <laughs> and they end up you know falling in love having a great night and then she dies oh and he's stuck there without her oh exactly you never okay. fall for a woman <laughs> you're just a little still bitter from Sh- last year shut up <laughs> it's not it's not it's not bitter just <coughs> oh, <Resentment>. <laughs> it's, it's it's recent <laughs> nine months ago six get your timeline <laughs> get your timeline right boy <laughs> we, we think this is Avengers <laughs> um, going back to uh, fate being the thing that's for forbidding two people to be falling in love for mm-hmm. In the end of this movie, um, the, the main character does, you know, fate finally allows them, you know, to go get married. Because it's, it's the, it's the, the, Marlon Wayne's movie where he keeps looping in the elevator. Oh, 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 uh, Naked? Yes. Yeah. So, the entire movie is um, premise about, like, Marlon Wayne's has to get to his wedding that morning and he had a bachelor's night, a uh, bachelor's party the night before the wedding. Which, by the way... Dumb as hell. If I ever get oh, married, yeah. you're doing it like a month beforehand. Yeah. Like never the night. Bare before. minimum a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is minimum safe date distance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you know, it'd be a good idea. <laughs> the night before one of the biggest days of your life, let's just go get yeah, let's go get hammered. Yeah. <laughs> so no. we, except naked in an elevator, but and then <laughs> um, and then it turns into a Groundhog's Day situation where he just keeps trying to get to the the wedding on time. And he just keeps looping and looping and looping, and I, I've seen it at least, at least twice, and I still can't remember what he finally does to break the loop of the right. cycle. I think fate just like, all right, I've punished you enough; you can finally go to your wedding. <laughs> and but I, I think you've learned your lesson. Yeah, right? What lesson? Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a moral, morality lesson that he learned throughout the movie, like wear clothes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't get shitty the night before your wedding. <laughs> stupid. Don't do stupid things. <laughs> yeah. So fate was kind of intervening in that movie and preventing him from getting married and being with the one that he loves until finally fate stops being a dick and mm. lets him go. Stop being a dick, fate. <laughs> 
there's actually kind of the opposite where two people should be falling should fall in love but fate just keeps rewinding time to mm. until they finally fall in love to be get, be together name the movie say that again i'm sorry so two people that should be together okay. fate just keeps looping the same day and day over and over again until they actually do realize they're feeling for each other and then fall in love like, yeah it's like, it's like looping i was like okay that's the, one of the only looping movies i know of that yeah. <laughs> except for naked, death day or something happy death day happy death day, happy death day. Happy death day naked and um I, uh, looper yeah <laughs> yeah yeah looper yeah yeah but looper isn't the same day though no but it yeah, is looping. it's continuous though yeah. yes yeah i get it i get it yeah i mainly said it because you said looping and the name is looper like looper. it has to fit damn it looper fit. um well so one um one other one that and this isn't this is more of a, a love like you know for a parent and child um is ai yes um so when they you know Haley joe osmond gets his his actual kid that he's supposed to be is was it like a car accident i can't remember how he passed was it like was that or like a childhood illness can't remember. It's been so long. It's, it has been a long. I mean, it was a good movie because yeah. I remember Jude Law was in there. Yeah, and Jude stuff, Law was in. He was like the sex guy. <clears throat> Gigolo Joe. Gigolo Joe. Gigolo yeah. Joe. What do you remember? remember from that movie? Is when the the androids running through the woods and she turns to her side. And you can see like half, half face gone. Yeah. Because part of that movie was about the androids becoming sentient and wanting to be treated like you know have rights or something like that, right? Um, and not that was more bicentennial man, which I was going to bring up next. But so, uh, but no these. He was really the only one that ever got, uh, because of how much work went into him, mm-hmm. he was basically the only one that got that. Gotcha. And then at the very end, you know, society ended up dying, and then the aliens came back. Oh. And to grant him one day, you know, where he could be with his mom again. Oh. Yes, and he had that little uh, teddy bear robot thing, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which I can't remember the name of. It might have been Teddy. It, I think it was. I think it was, and he's in that. Uh, they've they've got him and Gigolo Joe, and that um, they're getting ready to do that fight, or that they're like gonna cut him up, or something like that, mm-hmm. in the in the arena. And like he gets acid hit him, and he like instantly he starts freaking out, like no, no, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. And that's when the crowd's like, you got a real freaking boy in there, like no, <laughs> this is just an imitation. <laughs> and he's telling me like he's very convincing. <laughs> I, I got something real quick. Okay. <clears throat> the most, probably the most forbidden love <clears throat> movies of all time. I already said Lolita. Is Psycho. Oh. <laughs> Every time Norman starts liking a girl, mama comes out of his brain and makes her kill it. You get you, that uh, slut out of my house. Don't you, know you talk about her that way, mother. <laughs> I mean, the ultimate forbidden love movie. You are not wrong. Yeah. That is a, a that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you you always fill us surprises. That's a good one, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> but just a couple of fans of Norman in this work as his mom does. <laughs> Speaking of um, little Nikki, uh, Nikki's um, dad was the devil, but his mom was an angel. Yeah, she was an angel. So that should have been forbidden, but I mean, I guess he was the devil. He's like, I'm basically an angel. I just live farther south than you. So. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget <laughs> how you get deep south. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that deep south joke kind of makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I forgot how crazy you get after a few daiquiris. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Cattell's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> waving his tongue out at her. 
I just like how the golf pro is up in heaven in Little Nick. Oh, yeah. yeah chubs. It's all in the hips. Yeah, yeah and he's got his hand back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, look here, guys. <laughs> it's crossing over, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what else we got here. I'm, I'm just looking up to see <coughs> if there's anything I missed off the top of my head. Because, um, I mean, there, uh, this one, you know, we don't really need to get into because everybody's seen it and I don't want to start crying. But the notebook. Yeah. With that whole I've never two seen hours it, back and forth. Is it, is it really forbidden love? I thought Rachel McAdams just fell in love with Ryan Gosling. They go back and forth. It's just all about the things in their life that keep getting in the way. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's so much outside people. I think it's circumstances. Well, no, I think it's it was people, it's too, people, because like when, a while. She, when she married... Because she got married to that guy, and it was really both more for um, security than you know anything. Like her family was pushing, like this this guy over here has got nothing, and like she comes to visit him in the house that he's building for her hmm. because like they had one one night when they're sitting there you know talking, she's like, I want a White House with blue shutters and like a portrait wraps all the way around. And one of the times that she like in the movie, he's re- remaking this house to what she wanted while they're fighting and while she's married to another guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, wrap your head around that for a minute. Yeah. I mean, that's love right there. That's <coughs> love is pity. There's a few things going on. Or as uh, Amy huh? would say in Chasing Amy, no, that's fleeting. That's fleeting. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> real, real quick off topic, a funny, funny thing, quote I, I heard off Facebook was, um, the definition of courage is doing something that you uh, uh, the ability to do something even though you know it's going to hurt. Yeah. And what's hard, what's difficult about life is that that's also the definition of stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. That is not wrong, though. We got deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gavin's getting deep here, and we only got like a I few minutes two, left here. I took two weeks off. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to search for that on um, Facebook and then post it to a subreddit called I'm 14 and this is deep. <laughs> yes, this is deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a few minutes left, so if there's anything yeah, else there's... you want to bring up. Call, a call back to the top of the episode where we, we casually mentioned Romeo and Juliet and the billions of iterations and remakes and retellings of this movie and story and play and all that has been done. Uh, when you said that, the first thing that popped into my mind was probably the worst one ever made, but it stars Jet Li, so how bad could it be? Answer, very. Oh. It's called Jet- um, Romeo Must Die. Yeah, oh, Jet yeah. Li and, um, oh man, uh, uh, Aaliyah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaliyah, yeah, j- before her plane crash. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> once again, it's based off of Romeo and Juliet, but they tried to add in action into it because, you know, Jet Li. Right. Um, and it's just bad. Like, I want, I'm going to dump on this movie. It is just a shitty movie. It's Jet Li's worst movie. Zali is only movie? No, she was Queen of the Damned. That's right. That was, that was her best movie, probably. Yeah. But... <laughs> Not Romeo Must Die. No. That was bad. That was a very bad movie. And I think it also had Tom Arnold in it, which makes... No, I'm thinking of the DMX movie, which is probably along yeah, the same no, lines. No, it's, it had the chunky guy that was um, in um, uh, uh, Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he was like he was supposed to be like her guard or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I remember her dad talking about it. Like, um, he like... It's, 
the the big battle scene where he gets shot. Yeah. And he finally like you know shakes his hand. And he's got to go take care of business. You know elsewhere. He's like, he's like, yeah. yeah she's like, oh, that's him, huh? Uh, why is his hand so soft? He got soft hands. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to talk shit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a very. I think there may be like one good fight scene because it's Jet Li. He's a very <laughs> exactly. He's yeah. a good you know stage martial artist. Mm-hmm. Him and Jackie Chan both, especially in the movie um, Way of the Monkey or the Legend of the Monkey. I think yes, it's a great kung fu movie. If you yes. haven't seen it, mm. um, I think it's the only time Jet Li and Jackie Chan have been in the movie together, and it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Um, so there may have been like a good fight scene here. Probably the climax battle at the end was pretty good, if I remember correctly. But mm-hmm. for the most part, bad writing, um, bad acting. Um, okay, yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, okay, soundtrack. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a bad movie. Romeo Must Die. Put it on your don't waste two hours, an hour and a half of your time on yeah. this. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> just don't do it. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> if you literally sat down on your couch and did nothing but stare at the wall for 90 minutes, you had a better time than watching that movie. Nice. Nice. So, we know what to do. Now, we're going to go watch it now. So. Oh, oh, we know what not to do. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go home um, and watch the paint dry. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> but we are about out of time. we got a few minutes left, so I just want to take the time again to go back. Um, just same thing again. Sunscreen coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, end of April. Uh, we got Krista Grady coming back on with us here yeah, in a, few, couple in a couple weeks. weeks. We have yeah, that scheduled. Yep, so uh, stay tuned for more info on that. And uh, Gavin, again, welcome back. Thank you. We did miss you. You know, it's good to be back on this side. Yes, yes. (laughs) Welcome to the microphone. Uh, But that is all the time we have. The weak version of the Thunderdome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us in Forbidden Love. But happy Valentine's Day to all those lovebirds out there. Uh, We wish you the best. Uh, Have a great night. Have a great day. Uh, For Movie Talks and Chill, we are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrano. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. Until next time, take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, Castbox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul the Rock.